God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. read about the breakfast club really? every morning That's good. you guys are trending every uh, you know i drag my ass out of bed i'm like uh what happened on the breakfast club today get, get your ass up. good morning usa hey fam it's tuesday yes today is tuesday good morning good morning i know it is you know what that means what's that mean Closer to Friday. Oh, closer to Friday. One day closer to Friday. Mm-hmm. That's right. It is Tuesday. Good morning to everybody out there. Hopefully, you guys are having an amazing morning. It's nice on the uh, on the East Coast. It's like uh, they said it's going to be a high of 68 degrees today, which is uh, not usual. It's a little scary. Yeah, a little scary. <laughs> 68 degrees today. November, guys. All right. Yeah, it is, it is a little crazy. Now, today I'm kind of excited. So I, I get to announce uh, the celebrity cars I'm bringing to my car show in Miami. That date is 12-12. I'm excited. We got a lot. This is the, I would say, this is the one where we have the most celebrity cars involved. Like, there's so many people from Miami. So many people live in Miami. So, so many people are in uh, on a Spanish level, on a hip-hop level. So, even in the um, sports level. So, so many people are bringing their cars. I can't wait to announce that a little later on. Super All duper right. excited about it. I see you You uh, dressed up, dressed to the T's. Oh, to the T's? Or dressed to the nines or whatever they call know, what it. What does that mean? I don't know. Dressed to the nines or the T's. What up, Charlamagne? Um, no. I'm doing Nick Cannon's show today, but I have to like run out of here, get there, and go straight on because it's live. Uh-huh. So I'm not even going to have a chance to do anything to myself. So yeah. Are you taking it. the train or you, are you. They're sending a car. Oh, okay. They're sending a car. Okay. I, I know iHeart doesn't do that, but. Damn. You're just going <laughs> to defecate on iHeart? Well, they after don't. They, years? When have they ever sent a car for anyone? Any Get guess. car service. <laughs> for guests? Oh, for guests? Yeah. No, they, they definitely nah, don't do that. Not for guests. <laughs> yeah, they, they so. Give me a car service every once yeah, in a while. I'm sorry, well, for us, yeah, no. but I'm talking about for guests. I'm a guest. Oh, so. okay. And then um, yesterday I was doing my barista training at my coffee shop, so mm-hmm. that was fun. I actually really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait to the day that I can do some latte art where I can make, like, swans in the latte and... You know, I'm going to start with a heart, and then I'm going to move my way up. Okay. Okay, well, enough about us. What we got for the people this morning? All right. Ed Sheeran will be joining us this morning. All right. My daughter was very surprised. I was like, why is Ed Sheeran going on your show? He's First of all, Ed Sheeran's been times. on here a few times already. And that's already. what I told her. I was like, he's been on here before. Uh, he's nah. like, but why? Like, it doesn't seem what? like Ta- the who? people that like Ed Sheeran would, would listen to y'all. My daughter and y'all said that. The older one. Not only has Ed Sheeran been on this show quite a few times, I've interviewed Ed one-on-one. I'm getting a plaque for Ed's last album. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just telling you what she told me. No, tell her don't be like that. She texted it to all her friends, but like, Ed Sheeran's actually going to be on the no, Black on people can club. do any damn thing, okay? Black people can travel in and out of any world we choose, all right? right? Yeah, I just didn't, she didn't think he was going to come Jesus in our world. Jesus Christ. He's, but what? I had to tell her. I had to, I had to school her a little That's bit. That's like, wild. He knows Gangstar. He, he can rap Biggie. And By the way, she's, he's been here, this is like his fourth, fifth time on the show. Uh, I don't think she listens. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I she's, hear you at yeah, home all the time. She's in school, you know, but yeah, all right. right. Anyway. Yeah, so Ed Sheeran will be joining us this morning. And we got front page news. What we start with you? Yes, and who would have thought that Big Bird would cause so much beef? Big Bird. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Monday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Bears 29-27. Also last night, Steph Curry, he went off. He went uh, scored 50 points, 10 assists last night. 
They beat the Hawks 127 to 113. The Golden State Warriors are my pick for the uh, NBA Finals. Been saying that for the season started. And Clay not even back yet. Mm-mm. They got the best record in the NBA right now at 9 and 1. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, there was some drama. I don't know if you guys saw this with Big Bird yesterday. Apparently, Big Bird got vaccinated and posted about it. I got the COVID 19 <laughs> vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore. But it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Miss Erica Hill even said, I've been getting vaccines since I was little bird. I had no idea. So Ted Cruz was, was, uh, Ted Cruz was very upset about that. And um, he basically posted that now it's propaganda. So uh, using Big Bird as propaganda. And then he posted, liberals are weird. They don't care about open borders or rising inflation or schools covering up sexual assaults or the disaster of Afghanistan, or tyrannical Dems uh, violating medical privacy and freedom, but criticize Big Bird, and they lose their ish. I, I don't know about all that, but it's definitely propaganda. Like, you can't tell me how deadly a disease is and how we have to get this shot to protect ourselves and protect our kids, but then give it to Big Bird, a fictional character. It's just silly. It just makes the disease look like a joke. <laughs> well, Big Bird is eternally six years old, which I did not know. It's, that's just silly. So now Big Bird is eligible to get vaccinated from ages 5 to 11. And by the way, I always say that, you know, their marketing and stuff sucks, but come on, that's just horrible. <laughs> like, you give it to Big Bird? Like, how's that Like how, how's that going to make somebody want to go out there and get the shot because Big Bird got it? Oh, uh, maybe because if your kid wants to get it and is scared and they be like, even Big Bird got the shot and your kids are into Big Bird, they might feel more comfortable getting the shot. Yeah, so now you got to explain to them that a fictional character, a big-ass bird that's been around for all, longer than all of us but is eternally six, Since got the shot. Like, come on, man. Big Bird that's, is real. That's just silly. It's silly. Big Bird is real. Seth MacFarlane had some things to say on Twitter also. He said, no surprise, Big Bird is smarter than Ted Cruz. So is Kermit, Ernie, Burt, Grover, Oscar, Cookie Monster, The Count, Mr. Snuffleupagus, Fozzie, Miss Piggy, a whole bunch of people. It just makes the disease look like a joke. It's silly. Makes the shot look like a joke. All right, now Bitcoin and Ethereum prices have jumped to two new records, right? Two cryptocurrencies. They've hit new milestones. Bitcoin is at an all-time high of over $68,000 since uh, today. And then Ethereum also has hit a record, rising to $4,800 plus, according to the markets. So some investors are predicting even bigger gains for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the father of all of these cryptocurrencies. How much did Big Bird invest in uh, Bitcoin? Not Big Bird's only six. Not that much. So, oh, so he can't invest? He can, he can, he can invest, but yeah. I, I think he would have to, you know, probably get his parents or something. Yeah, oh, if he's, he, he invest, not, not that that's much. a good point. A Who bit. gave Big Bird parental guidance to get the shot? Where was his parents? Uh, Mama Bird and Daddy Bird. There is no Mama Bird and Daddy Bird. Stop making up stuff. Propaganda queen. (laughs) (laughs) So where did Big Bird come from? I have no idea. So why are you making Big Bird have no parents? Because he doesn't have any. But that is a good point. He's six years old, so that defeats the purpose. If a six-year-old can't just walk in and get the COVID shot, right? Y'all confusing me. That's my point. It's nonsense. It's silly. It's foolish. You might be overanalyzing it. But when a person starts digging and asking questions, these are the answers you get. Big Bird's father is a yellow-winged liver lily fender bender. Go in your room. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Big Bird? Big Daddy? Bird also has cousins. FYI. What's his dad's name? Um, let me see. Big Bird mentions that who his father is. Maybe he hasn't telling us. <laughs> Big Bird's mommy is the mother of Big Bird on Sesame Street. Unlike Grover's mommy, who plays a dynamic role in her son's life. What's the mom's name? This is why I said go in your room. <laughs> You're asking too many questions, yeah, go, right? Go so now, now nothing makes sense. <laughs> go in your room. Okay. <laughs> it's time to sleep. You do your homework yet? 
And uh, Big Bird is mostly raised by his granny bird and aunt nanny bird. Eat your vegetables. Never seen any of these people. Me neither. But do y'all watch Sesame Street still? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we've watched it enough to know we ain't never seen yeah, Big never Bird seen, parents. Yeah, unless they just started adding those people. I never, I don't remember none of them. Okay, so his grandmother appears to be his oh, uh, closest goodness. relative. Okay. Okay. It's time to sleep. Good night. <laughs> Oh, he has a song called You're the Mom for Me. And that is front page news, all right? Sesame Street version. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm I'm This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What up, though, Breakfast Club? What up, though? What up, though? It's Drake uh, Saginaw, Michigan. All right, what's and going I'm, on, brother? Uh, I was going to wish my wife a happy birthday today. 31st birthday today. Uh, uh, all happy right, birthday. Say your name, man. Happy birthday, man. I love you, Jaquavia. It's Jaquavia. Can I shout out her on uh, Instagram? Yeah, go ahead, brother. Her fitness page, man, is Fitness. Okay. Salute to your queen, King. All right, brother. Salute to your queen, right, brother. Hello, who's this? Man, this is Tony Kim, bro. Tony, what up? Get it off your chest, brother. How you doing? How you doing, solid man? Peace, King. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I ain't, I, I just want to tell my wife, Brittany Blue, I love her, man. She's doing real good. She done got a master's. Now she's trying to take her license, and now she's like, I have license for therapy, and she's studying real hard. So I just want to tell her, I salute and I love her. Oh, uh, she a black That's woman? queen. That's a black queen. Hey, a salute to queen. her. Tell her we need more black women in the mental health space, man. We need more black women therapists, psychiatrists, so salute to her. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Major love. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? What's going on, Breakfast Club? This is Front Page Joe. How y'all doing this morning? What up, Peace, brother? King. Get off your chest. What's going on? I, yeah, I just wanted to uh, commend y'all on that interview with Dr. Sanjay. Um, not for Sanjay, but for you guys, because y'all killed it with the question. That was dope. And NB, you sounded more concerned than most I've ever heard you prior to you getting your uh, gas. You know what I'm saying? And um, great questions on that. And my thing is, with Sanjay, he's just a medical doctor, man. I mean, as far as a neurosurgeon, he's really not a biochemist, but so you really can't tell people what's going on with the vaccine as far as that, like we all study. And Charlemagne, he made some great questions, obvious questions, and he did, the man just said natural. And it was like, I just wanted the brothers and sisters to see this out here. Like, this is this is obvious. This agenda is like going way too far. He's selling books right now. This ain't about the people. Damn. I just got questions. You know, I got concern for my kids. That's all. So when it comes to my kids, I ask a zillion and one questions. I try to uh, make sure I'm as knowledgeable as 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 I can be when it comes to my kids, you know? Absolutely. I heard that. And um, again, where do we go from here now? Because these mandates are out there. And uh, like you said, medical doctors, if we don't have them, we can fire them right now. It's just retarded. Like, like the thing is, it's just stupid. So who do you listen to? Listen to you guys from the beginning. Okay. And right about now, it's all confusing. I think I think the smartest thing to do is listen to the so-called experts, listen to the experts, and just make your own decisions, brother. That's what I do. You know? Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you, man. You got it, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? MB, what's up, MB? Oh, we missed you yesterday, Trav. Hey, Yeezy Hey, Trav, what's up, boo? How you doing, babe? What's up, Star? Trav, what's happening, sis? Listen, we lose one game. Sorry, who, who said we was going 16-1, Sorry, I have no idea. They don't understand how we football works. We lose one game and the NFL goes crazy. Yeah, but it's okay. We still with the Cowboys just like their mama still with their daddy without a ring. We're going to be fine. We still in second place. Right. Hey, we're going to be fine. Hey, Envy. Guess what, Envy? Yes, sir. We still going to the bowl, baby. That's right. We still going to the bowl. <laughs> that's right. You ain't going to that type of bowl. You going to the toilet bowl. I know that's what you wish. That's what that's what the Giants are now. You that's what you, you want us to be with y'all there at the bottom of it. But we ain't, we 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 gonna be all right. I do want I do want to give out all such condolences to the people at Astro World, man. I've been to Made in America, and I've had like that slight panic of being in that crowd like that. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it would feel like being in the crowd actually like drowning in something like that man that's like, Absolutely. like a horrible tragedy that's how I feel every time I see them festivals though my anxiety always goes through the roof because I'm like just imagine being out there with all those people like I, I you know I just never was into wanting to be in that crowd. Yeah, I don't even know. But but how do you make it safer? Because you got so many people. Do you limit the amount of people that can come? Do you make sections? Like, you know, in some festivals, they have sections. But I have know, no how idea. Do you do it? I, I saw this picture that had sections of people, like, standing behind, get, like, these little, like, barricades and stuff. And it was, like, set up, like, in, like, little columns and, like, rows and... I don't know how that would work. But, but that's what they said. They said the kids. They said they have those fences. They, they said the kids sections. tore the barricades down yeah, at uh, yeah, they, they Astro World. Sections. That's the problem. Oh, I don't know what you can do. <laughs> I don't know either, man. I'm all sending. Right. I'm sending all those families healing energy. Absolutely, and condolences. Crazy situation. All right, y'all. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Get it off your chest, brother. Yeah. Well, I don't really got nothing to get off my chest. I just want to say that you know, me and my wife. We just closed on our house last week. Congrats, last man. Congrats. Congratulations, King. No I appreciate No doubt. I appreciate it. I want to give my flowers for all three of y'all. I listen to y'all every morning. I'm a truck driver. I'm out here doing my thing. You know, I moved from New York, and I live down in Georgia now. You know, and I listen to you. You guys have done a lot for the community, for everybody. Charlemagne, you are the man. Thank you, King. And Angela Yee, you are a beautiful queen. Congratulations on everything you got going on. Thank you. B- DJ Envy, how can a brother get a big truck in the car show? Let's do this. Um, I mean, I have no problem putting a big truck in the car show. Is it just a, is it customized or is it just a, a regular 18-wheeler? Yeah. No, it's, it's customized. I, you know, I did my interior. I did my lights, you know, running lights, all of that. All right. Well, you know, we could I'm t- trying to get it on. Well, we could talk about it. Send me some pictures. I mean, we ain't going to be able to get to Miami car show, but we could probably do Atlanta car show when we come back around next year. All right. No doubt. No doubt. That's what's up, bro. I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad that I got to. Wow, I'm on the radio. Let's do this. All right. Congrats, brother. Peace, King. All right, bro. Y'all, y'all be good, man. Have a great day. God bless all three of y'all. You too now, brother. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is A-Rod. A-Rod, what up? Get it off your chest. Um, it's been in my chest for about two months now. I just want to ask Charlamagne that, um, why can't you just accept that Mr. Do Right Kill Everything is better than Michael Jackson? Man, shut your... Shut up. <laughs> no, have, a, have I'm sending you healing energy, my brother. Have a great day, okay? All right? Well, why? You just calling up here to raise my blood Please pressure. Please your case. Why do you think Drake is better than Michael Jackson? I'm not sir? having this conversation. Well, why not? How that's, old are you? That's all you got? I'm 23. Exactly. <laughs> so, Mr. So, so Mr. Bill Wright, everything, Drake himself is now the greatest 
rapper of all time. Could you um could you could you like just you know go do something with your life, sir? You don't got nothing you could be doing this morning. You ain't got a job you can go to something. Go help your mama clean her basement. Like, is there anything you could do? Um, I don't want you. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, I, I hate that. I'm just asking you that. Why can't you accept that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having this conversation with you on why Michael Jackson is better than Drake. You know about to raise my blood pressure early this morning. Okay. Hey, you ever seen the? Hey, you ever seen that meme with that old man eating breakfast? And the young man asked him a dumb question. He said, man, just shut the f*** up. I don't even think that uh, Drake would say that he's better than Michael Jackson. You don't think so? No. Well, you have a good morning. Where you on your way to work to? Where you work, bro? Um, I'm working Uber right now. All right. I'm just texting, always listen to you guys on the radio every day. I appreciate everybody. Love all y'all. Man, right, I pray man, to God you. that I never get in the Uber with you, man. Can you imagine being in the backseat of the Uber and then the Uber driver be like, hey, man, why you think Drake better than Michael Jackson? Let me out right now. Then take the long way to his crib. And just One star. Asking, just keep asking and just start playing Drake music One star. Over and over. One star. And over. <laughs> all right, man, have a good one. <laughs> By the way, uh, well. yeah, salute to Drake, but come on, man. Stop asking stupid questions. Drake and Michael Jackson. There's only one Michael Jackson. One. One on one. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. There's only one trick, too. We have rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and let's talk about Missy Elliott. She is getting her flowers. We want to make sure that we give them to her on The Breakfast Club as well. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Missy. It's time, time. Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Missy Elliott got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. Congratulations to Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. Well-deserved. She has won four Grammys, sold more than 30 million records worldwide. She definitely has influenced uh, decades of artists as well. Uh, including to this day, she's still working. She did an interview. You know she doesn't do a lot of interviews anymore. And she was talking about her health, and that was a big factor for why she had to slow things down. You know, she does have Graves' disease, and she felt like she needed a refresh, she said, like a computer before I crashed. Thankfully, the music we've done was so futuristic that it doesn't feel dated. It has stood the test of time, and those records continue to be out there. She talked about writing for another artist. If she writes specifically for them, she said she just did a song with Ari Lennox, and she said she was like, look, I know I could give you the one safe, but I want to give you something that is totally unexpected. Let's reach. And lately, she said she records every day. She's been doing it for so long. She said, I would feel crazy not doing it. I've had like three vacations in my whole career. And even though I was trying to rush to get back and record, I'm mostly focusing on other artists right now. So here is Janet Jackson, who introed Missy Elliott on that Hollywood Walk of Fame. I just want to say to you that the, the generations that you've inspired, the iconic videos that you've given us, your music, kids still live for it to this very day. You are always ahead of the curve, Jack. It's been a long journey on a very tough road that only few arrive to. Legends. Also, LL Cool J gave her some words. You know, I think about it often because I know Honestly, if you were a man, you would be in a lot of those gold conversations Ooh. because you just put so much work in and the level of talent and the skill and the writing. And, you know, people don't understand how much creativity it takes to make something simple and dope. They only think about painting pictures in hip hop, but they don't understand how difficult it is to achieve beautiful simplicity. All right. Here is Missy Elliott uh, see, uh, receiving her honor. There's times I've been sick, anxiety depression and through the grace of God and faith 
I've kept going. If I hadn't, I wouldn't be standing here in front of a star. I've come here 20-some years ago and just used to walk past all of these stars and just imagine. It's just a blessing to dream big, and it truly happened. In addition, she also, in true Missy Elliott fashion, paid respects to other women. I kind of give this to my female MCs in hip-hop. I want to say I love each and every one of y'all, the ones that's popping now, the ones that's about to be popping. But I want to give a big shout-out to the godmothers, and that is Queen Latifah, Moni Love, Shah Rock, Angie Stone, Roxanne Shante, Yo-Yo, MC Light, Salt and Pepper. Y'all stood up for something so we could sit comfortably. So I thank y'all for this moment. Drop one of the bombs for all those queens she mentioned. Columbia, South Carolina, going to Angie Stone, Queen Latifah, legends. Missy Ellis is definitely a goat in my eyes. Yeah, she, and then, she's done so much for this, this industry behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. She's... Like she says, futuristic. She's changed when people stayed it the, the same way. So shout to Missy. And they need to stop playing and just go ahead and do the Missy Elliott versus Buster Rhymes. Just well, go ahead and do that versus. I think it's up to her though. She has said that she doesn't want to do a versus and she doesn't want a battle. So no, that I'm would sure be... they would. We would all love to see Missy Elliott do one. Yeah, it don't have to be a battle. It could be a celebration because I mean, you got two people that were super innovative, and you know, like we've always said, it can be the videos and the songs versus. All right, now Wendy Williams says that she is making progress, but it's taking longer than she expected. She wrote on Instagram, as everyone knows, my health has been a hot topic. I'm making progress, but it's just one of those things. I'm a woman of a certain age, and I know enough to listen to my doctors and will return to my purple chair as soon as we all agree I'm ready. I want to thank all my staff and our guest hosts for stepping up and stepping in while I can't be there. So some people are saying she's not going to return until 2022, but others are saying they're optimistic that she will make her return before then as she is treated for complications stemming from Graves' disease. I'm sending her healing energy. I'm taking the rest of the year off from her, though. It's already, what, November, what, 9th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well ride it out to 2022. All right, and Taryn Hall, syndicated daytime talk show, has gotten two more season renewals, so congratulations to her. She released a statement. ABC's decision to give our show a two-season renewal is beyond my wildest dreams. I'm so lucky to have such great partners from ABC to all of our stations across the country and an amazing team who all support the spirit of the show. Dropping the clues bonds for Taryn Hall. She deserves it. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Yes, and we'll talk about Ahmad Arbery and the first police officer who responded to the scene of the fatal shooting uh, is going to talk about what happened from his point of view. All right, we also got a major announcement next as well. So, all right, it's the Breakfast you got Club. An announcement? Yes. Oh, okay. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Warner Brother Pictures presents King Richard, based on a true story that will inspire the world. Watch Will Smith's portrayal of Richard Williams, father of two of the greatest sports legends, Venus, Serena, and A Plan for Greatness, in theaters and on HBO Max. King Richard, November 19th, rated PG-13. Let me put a little bit of the breakfast club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. All right, all right, all right. Now, we know my car show. Shout out to everybody. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, by the way. The car show, my car show, the Drive Your Dreams car show goes down December 12th in Miami. Now, hit the drum roll. Let's name some of the artists that's going to be there, that their cars are going to be there. First and foremost, my guy, 50 Cent, he's going to have his cars at the car show. 
My brother, N-O-R-E, Drink Champs. Nori's gonna have some cars at the car show. Now, the funny thing about me and Nori is me and Nori started off driving caravans. Actually, Nori was in the back of my caravan when we used to go to all these uh, label interviews and, and label things. But now Nori said he's giving me a couple of cars for the car show. Okay. Also, uh, the queen of Miami... Trina will have some cars at the car show to drive the Dreams car show. What up, Trina? Okay, Trina. Dropping a clue bomb to Trina. My guy, DJ Khaled, will have some cars at the Drive Your Dreams car show. Now, also, my Dominican side, as Charlemagne would say, I got Nikki Jams, Anuel, and Prince Royce. They're all bringing their cars to the Drive Your Dreams car show in Miami, December 12th. Tory Lanez is going to bring some cars to the car show. Yo Gotti has a fleet in Miami, and he's bringing some cars to the car all. show. Break it up. Break it down. Bag it up. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Also, my brother Flo Rider. We got some of that pop money gonna bring some cars to the car show in Miami. And last but not least, Dwayne Wade is bringing some cars to the Drive Your Dreams car show Miami 12-12 at the Miami Beach Convention. All right? It's a family fun day. What about E-Class? You ain't highlight E-Class? I got some more people coming. Oh, okay, I got okay, some more okay, people okay, coming. Okay. All right? I got some more people. But for right now, we got Dwayne Wade, Flo Rida, 50 Cent, Nikki Jams, Nori, Anuel, uh, Prince Royce, Trina, Khaled, Tory Lanez, and Yo Gotti. Some of the celebrity cars that will be at the celebrity car show in Miami. Of course, it's Carnival Games, uh, face painting for the kids. There will be a Santa for kids to take picture. We're giving toys to the kids and a host of other things. We're going to have monster trucks. Uh, NASCARs will be in there. So just get your tickets. If you haven't got your tickets, it's going to be a family, fun, safe day. You do So you're doing a car show every month now? No, this is the last one. Next okay. one is uh, uh, July in Atlanta. Okay. So we do uh, three a year. Okay. All right. Well, now let's get in some front page news. <laughs> All right, let's start off with sports. In Monday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Bears 29-27. And shout out to Steph Curry. He went off for 50 points last night. 50 points, 10 assists. They beat the Hawks 127-113. Y'all going to stop fretting on that beige boy named Steph Curry. I'm telling you right now, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, that's my pick to win the NBA championship this year. That's right. Leader of the light skin. Now, Golden State Warriors, they have the best record in the NBA. absolutely is, by the way. Him and Drake. I dang, uh, Steph might be over Drake because Drake works with Steph Curry. Don't act like Drake don't work with Steph Curry. Yeah. Drake actually has Steph's number tattooed on him. That says a lot. I don't think Steph got no owl nowhere on his body. <laughs> yeah, leader like Or no O's, or no V's, or no O's. No, I don't know. No I could be wrong. My goodness. All right, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about Amai Arbery. Jurors were shown yesterday graphic close-up police photos of the gunshot wounds that killed Ahmad Arbery. And this was really sad because his mom was actually in there and she let out like an exhale when they had to show these photos. Mm, 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 mm. And the first police officer who responded to the scene of that fatal shooting testified that William Roddy Bryan Jr., who's a man who recorded video of Arbery being chased, never told him that a, a citizen's arrest of Arbery was being made. So, you know, the defense... Um, is supposedly that Gregory McMichael and his son Travis McMichael were trying to do a citizen's arrest. They're saying that Ahmad Arbery was going into this home that the homeowner uh, had up that was for sale, that there were things, items missing, and so they were trying to do a citizen's arrest, but what none is, of that was said. What does that look like? Is that real? That's a real thing? You can actually a do citizen's a citizen's arrest? arrest? I always see that on TV shows and movies. You can really do that in real life? 
they mm-hmm. say, but who's going to stop? Nobody going to be like, freeze this citizen's right. arrest. No. Right, and as we all recall, father and son Greg and Travis McMichael armed themselves, used a pickup truck to pursue Arbery after they spotted him jogging in their neighborhood. And so no arrests were made for more than two months until the video of the killing leaked online. So we are following this because, again, we discussed this, but there were there's um, only one black juror on this panel of 12. The other mm-hmm. 11 mm-hmm. are white. How is that a jury of your peers? It's not, it, exactly. It's definitely well, who, not. No, who's supposed to be tried by the jury of peers? Like them, right? Oh. Everybody. Everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, now, there was a nightmare IVF mix-up. I don't know what you would do in this situation, but two mothers ended up giving birth to each other's babies, and four months after giving birth, the families then uh, swapped babies to return the children to their rightful parents. But you can imagine how devastating that is. Alexander and Daphna Cardinal were already the proud parents of a young girl, but when she kept asking for a sibling, they did in vitro fertilization at a clinic their friend recommended on their second try. She got pregnant, carried a baby girl to term, but when they saw the healthy child, they said the child had darker skin and dark hair. And the husband said he knew something was off. And for months, he commented on the baby's appearance. And then they got a DNA test. And when they got the results, when the baby was two months old, they were shocked. Neither parent was related to the child. The fertility clinic uh, transferred to Daphna an embryo that belonged to strangers. Now, the couple was wondering what happened to their embryo. And as it turned out, another couple carried their biological child to term. So effectively, both babies got swapped. The other family sent a photo of the baby they'd given birth to who has light skin and blonde hair. And they ended up having to swap babies. Yeah, we're going to need the California Center for Reproductive Health four to come months to the front old. of the congregation but, this morning. But how do, you, how do you just swap babies? Like, after four, you'd be like, you know what? You go over here, I'll take... Like, that's weird, because you're connected. There's a bond, right? Yeah, that's why I made it really tragic. But that but you want was, your baby, though. But Yeah, you want your baby. No that, matter what, it's devastating. Get, that's wild. Do you want your baby after that? Yes. Yes. Do you after want, four but, months. But you going to yes. give up the four-month-old? It's yes, the other couple's child. baby. It's early. Wow. We'll figure it out. All right, the kids well, won't even remember this. <laughs> the kids won't remember right. this. The kids won't even remember okay. this. That is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Ed Sheeran will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Ed Sheeran, talk about his new project and everything new he got going on. New album Equals is mm-hmm. out right now. So we're going to kick it with Ed Sheeran when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Ed Sheeran, welcome back. Nice to be back. Yes, he started off already telling us things are different now. Yeah. <laughs> but the last saying, time he was here. You were saying last time you were here, uh, you, you weren't here, but nope. uh, him... Charlemagne and myself, we got so drunk. How long ago was that? I don't even know. That was 2017. Because I remember I went to (laughs) Atlantic Warner afterwards, and they were doing like a party for uh, Divide doing well, and I was so lit up that I just didn't really. (laughs) They were introducing me to all these new artists they just signed, and I was just there being like, I I can't even have a conversation. (laughs) 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 It was mate. It was bad. It was. I mean, by about 10:30 in the morning, I was probably the most drunk that I'd been that. But there's a time difference for you, so. Well, also I feel like being an Englishman sometimes with Irish blood there's a so I got to kind of keep you know keep my composure when I'm when I'm when, when I'm drinking I don't I don't want um people to think I can't handle it but afterwards and I really head, couldn't handle like, it. I yeah. couldn't even leave it. I couldn't even drive home. I had to sit in the back for like two hours. <laughs> you, you wore glasses then too, right? Yes. Yeah, I did. I got I got my eyes lasered. Oh yeah, we yeah. did that. Me and Evie did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Do you know? I always was freaked out by it. 
um, and then my brother got it done, and uh, it completely changed his life. And what it, what it was was having a daughter and being like, I've never seen her properly. I've always seen her through perspex lenses. So uh, I went and got got them lasered, and best thing I've ever done. Wow, yeah. wow. you thought it influenced a lot. Or yeah, well, man, my life shifted so much. You know, I mean, same thing you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, six times. Yeah, yeah. that'll say I got five and one on the way. I got five and oh, one on the way. Congratulations, man! Any day now, we're waiting. Any You're day. You're gonna be ent entering into the trenches again, man. That's, that's, that's the. That's right. So how has it been being a new dad? How, how did you take that on? It sort of happened, but um, yeah, I think you just kind of shift into this new uh, new norm where you get up at two thirty in the morning and <laughs> have a play, and then nap where you can. And yep. yeah, so but she's in it. She's in a routine now, so she goes to bed at seven and she wakes up about five. Yeah, That's you it. guys both got COVID together, right? You and your daughter. Yeah. But wow. where, so where, was it the two of you isolated alone? Because I know yeah, Cherry yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, no, she wasn't there. She wasn't there, and. Um, it was fun, but when you're like trying to get better, you can't say to her, "Hey, let's just watch a movie. Can we just like, can we just chill out for a second? You know? But it, it was good. It was really, really nice spending all that time with her. But uh, yeah, Ches was living next door and uh, cooking dinners and stuff like that. It was how was nice. it on your daughter? How how what, 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 was it? You know, throwing up? Was it diarrhea? Was it constantly crying? How did it affect her? Just fever, diarrhea, uh, sleep. I mean, like coughing. You know, it was just, it was all, all, all the things. I don't know if it affected her taste. Obviously, she's fourteen months, but mm. it was all the all the thing. But she had it in summer as well. My wife had it in summer, and I didn't get it. It was I I don't I don't understand it sometimes. But so so. your daughter had it twice. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. That is yeah. crazy. Were you ever you scared that it was like that? It was going to be even worse. Because that's a scary thing. Well, they say with kids, it's actually all right. I mean, we didn't know to right. but when because Cherry got pregnant before the pandemic mm -hmm. started. We didn't really know what was, so we just avoided everyone. So yeah, but now like because loads of my friends have had it. Some have had it bad. Some haven't had it bad. And it just it's a roll of a dice, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it comes to body clocks, right? How's your daughter's body clock being over here in America? Does she get up crazy early? Yeah. Yeah. So I got in at two a.m. from <laughs> SNL because you finish at like one fifteen or whatever. I got in at two a.m. and then she was up at four. I was like. <laughs> but we do a thing now because I, I never let her have screens in front of her so when the screen is in front of her it's like crack and do you, your kids watch Paw Patrol? Yes. Hell yeah! Yes. My god there's something in that show right because I put on I like the Simpsons and I put on the Simpsons and Lyra's just not interested she's kind of, kind of like this and you put on Paw Patrol I don't know that's instantly. for kids <laughs> no but I swear they make this show specifically yes. for kids to just be that glued in and Peppa Pig Peppa Pig too so Peppa Pig is based on a scrotum. What? A scrotum. Google Peppa Pig's dad right now. Huh. Google it. That's, Google. So they're gonna like it even more what? now. Shut up. <laughs> Peppa Pig's dad is based on scrotums. Like, bro. Look, oh my god. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Where did you get this from, man? You need to stop going down these long you can find anything these YouTube on rabbit holes. A friend of mine, he told me it one day. I don't know if he knows. Something that I don't, but he said Peppa Pig is based on a scrotum, and I haven't been able to unsee it. Since. Are you scrotum shaming? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're watching a TV show with your kids, do you like you know? Now you said you slowed down drinking you massively. You stopped smoking cigarettes. Ma uh, well, you did for a while. No, so I do stop smoking cigarettes. I cut out everything. So my vice every now and then is I'll have a cigarette. You lost. You lost a lot of weight. Yeah, a ton. And this is you can see it though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Is this all for the baby, or because he was like, I want to live longer for my baby. I want to do better for my. Well, baby. it's kind. It's kind of a domino effect. I cut out spirits mm -hmm. and other stuff, and then suddenly I would wake up earlier in the morning and be like, Oh man, I actually feel like going for a run. And then you would run, 
or go and do to do the gym and do uh, do weights or whatever, and then suddenly your body would start looking better, and I'd start having more self confidence and clothes that I didn't think would look nice on me or fit me started doing it, and then I was like, oh, this is nice. So then you eat less food and then you exercise more, and then and all it's just a domino effect of, as I said in the song, bad habits. Like all bad habits lead to other things. If I have one beer. Then I'm going to want another beer, and then I'm going to want a shot, and then I might want a cigarette, and then I might want a Big Mac, and then and those are all the things. But with healthy, sh it's if I drink water all day long, it makes me feel great, and mm. then if I feel great, I might exercise, and if I feel great and exercise, I'm going to have a good night's sleep, and if I have a good night's sleep, I'm more likely to want to get up early in the morning and go and do it all again. So it's just a domino effect, but it's getting into it is the difficult thing of having these habits of. Mm -hmm. I love wine. I love I love having a bottle of wine before bed, but then I would always wake up feeling sluggish and feeling like And then when you cut that out, you realize that there's so much more you can do with your day. Are you ready to be shirtless with no with playing the guitar? That's what you're going for? I don't know, man. I did a topless thing in the Shape of You video because I remember getting really like skinny for that. And I kind of what because I was so fat before. I wanted, I wanted to show people like, no, I'm not. I'm not fat anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's not. Is that, that that's not really my thing. You know, we, I was uh, watching something and uh, they said that when you were younger, you thought you were gay. Hmm. And this came. Charlemagne and I were having a conversation the other day. Uh, I remember getting an airing when I was a kid, and my dad thought I was gay. And then Charlemagne one time he said he said uh, one of the members of uh, New Edition looked cute. Don't tell my story. Okay. <laughs> I've already told my story. Do you know, I so I I no comment, Ed. No, no, I, I I worded that wrong. I want to say I want to say mm -hmm. I worded it wrong, and uh, I, I never ever want to perpetuate stereotypes. All I was saying was when I was a kid, I had interests that people at my school used to take the piss out of me for, and they mm -hmm. used to say certain things, and it made it did it did make me question it. But I never want to be someone that is saying because there's a stereotype, it's you have to you have to like this. So I was doing it was an interview. The context of it, it was an interview in uh, the Netherlands about this podcast about being like really masculine and being into things. And I was saying when I was younger, this is what I was into, and because there was a certain stereotype in the 90s, I did question it. But I definitely I do apologise to anyone that I would have offended. I I worded it wrong, but. I, I gave uh, an answer to a question. But I if asked. you grew up in a certain area, you totally understand. Like what Envy was saying about the earring, or even me, when I, all my influences were women. So I'm around my sister and my girl cousins, and I'm just trying to be down. So they talking about somebody being cute. So I just jump in like, yeah, he's cute. And, you know, my dad threw me in the yard and let my older cousins beat me up. Well, I, th I think, and I think it's perfect, perfectly natural to. You people, people are just into what they're into, and it doesn't, it doesn't, a mm -hmm. stereotype doesn't mean that you have to be a certain way. I, I have, uh, yeah, I just feel like we're we're all human beings and we all like what we like. And I think the pro the the reason it got picked up on in, in the press is because I had worded it and perpetuated a stereotype, but I did I just didn't mean it in that way. Basically, but also the podcast was a masculine was a podcast about masculinity, right? In the context of the podcast, yeah, yeah I said it, and um, just, often things get taken, quoted, put on Twitter, and then that it just I mean, you guys know. Doesn't that know. suck, man? <laughs> it makes you not want to talk. But the thing is, I, I, it, it does, and I could just stop doing interviews. But then, like, people don't actually really get to know the real, real you. So I'd mm -hmm. rather, I'd rather do interviews, and then ev every now and then, like, slip up and have to be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Then just not ever do it at all. All right, we got more with Ed Sheeran. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Ed Sheeran. Are you ever surprised how many hip hop artists love you and love your work? Whether I think it was Rod Wave that came up with one Rod of your number. I, I seen you with Pat Poose the other night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did that ever surprise you? Do you know? I kind of liken it to to Phil Collins 
I'm not accepted by my genre. I thought it was quite telling that my my album came out and the only people that emailed me in depth about liking it were like Dave and Stormzy and whoever, like people from the the UK rap and um, uh, UK grime scene and stuff like that. And my my peers, largely, I feel in the pop scene, often don't want me to succeed. They're, it's often <laughs> like that. No, but I, but I, why I do feel, you feel it. That? Why? I don't know. I just I've never feel felt accepted by my scene, and I've I've always listened to rap music i've always listened to r&b i've listened to bashment i've listened, listened to afrobeat like that's what i would choose to mm. to, li to listen to so i think there's an element of under when i say understanding the culture I, f I don't feel like i'm necessarily a huge part of it but i definitely understand it way more than you some. relate to it yeah and and yeah and especially especially uk uk culture because it's like that's what i grew up with and that's mm. what i've i've always been plugged into so the reason i give the the phil collins analogy is he's largely in the pop sphere in the 80s and 90s was considered mm -hmm. quite uncool but then the hip-hop scene love phil collins mm -hmm. and they're kind of like no, i think we like liked heat of the night yeah i don't know if they in the loved air in the air tonight in the air tonight i don't know if they loved I, phil collins I, anyway i thought i i thought i thought maybe in the uk i don't know if here it was like i a don't big, know i mean i feel like was phil dope collins. but i don't know i know phil collins can't rap gangstar right where you stand word for word though. <laughs> no Ed can yeah. spit it word for word. You still can spit that word for word? I think so. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to fight with you, man. I leave you right where you stand. You can catch a few shells. Won't go right through your polo, man. Usually I'm dolo and I got a crazy team. Call Kiss to Ride on you. Watch for the laser beam. It's that OG flavor. Remind you of a corner bodega and that OG behavior. All from the trying to scuffle with chumps. Long crank, got the poultry pound, plus the double pumps. Trouble something, anyone stand in the way. I stand and I spray. <laughs> Get your man's in the way. Your girl want me because I do it better than Yeah, anyway. I said, Ed, how the f do you know that? <laughs> I don't know that. Ed said, me and my dude used to ride around in our hoodies through, I don't know if it was your town or London, somewhere. Oh, mate, yeah. My, my home. So, man, hip hop's is everywhere in, in England. More so, do you know what's wonderful now? Is in the sort of 90s, early 2000s, like US hip hop culture was. English hip-hop culture and, mm -hmm. and people would dress and make music and sometimes even rap in the same accent but now and I think it's because of streaming services that our number one music genre in England now is British rap British grime British drill British R&B and it's the same in France the biggest rappers in France are French the biggest rappers in Germany are German the biggest rappers in Sweden are, Swe are Swedish and I'm not I like US culture influences to a point of like sometimes stylistically and blah 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 but also now U european culture can also influence U u.s culture and it's quite a nice um full circle moment I think. and it's just dope like i like stormzy i like dave you put me on the dave yeah. i just think they they just dope like if you just throw it on if you can get past for me if i once i get past the accent, the accent yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's it the accent. um what made you decide it was the right time to get married i bought the ring six months after i started dating her so mm. i was like i knew from the jump i was like i'm gonna get married to to her but she um her parents never got married they were together for 30 years they are married now i think i think because we got married they were like i think we should probably get <laughs> get 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 married but i always knew i wanted to marry her i just didn't know she wants to marry me because she doesn't come from a, a married background her parents aren't really religious it's not not really a thing but i just for me it's about being a, a unit. So right? how long did you hold on to the ring? I just had it in my backpack for months and months and months, just waiting for a time. How many carats was it? It's, yeah, it's. <laughs> Look at she that wears a fake. She wears a fake one. She wears a fake one. Really? Yeah. Because it's that, it's that. She just felt uncomfortable with it. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. She wears, so she wears a fake one now. Watching <laughs> what happened over the weekend, uh, being an artist at Astroland. 
Do you think about that now differently because you perform at festivals with 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you don't necessarily, I think, think about it beforehand. So do you think about it now when you're performing and say, how can we move things differently to make sure your fans are safe or... I feel like that's such a hot topic. I really don't want to comment on it. I don't want to be the first guy to make like a statement. I think it's such a it's such a tragedy, and um, yeah, I don't want to. I do, that's such a hot topic, man. I don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know your your debut single, uh, A Team, this summer celebrated ten years. Yeah. What, what do you think? You know, Ed now would tell Ed ten years ago. Don't be afraid of failure. You don't learn anything from your success. You learn everything from your failure. So. Um, Whenever you do something that doesn't work and you slip and fall over, don't be embarrassed about it and don't be like the world is 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 judging me because largely people don't remember the failures. Like mm -hmm. I've I've had so many things that haven't worked, but all people talk about are the hit singles or the or the gigs that you've you've sold out. Um, I've spent like three years going into boardrooms where people just gave no f**ks and I came with singles that were hits in my own country that just bombed here. You know, I think Lego House went to like 153 or something like that, and that largely is a failure but no one no one talks about do you that. ever um, have any grudges against people who didn't treat you well in the beginning no because i get it i get it it's the music it's the music industry it's like i i definitely had grudges when i was younger because it knocked my confidence so much that i didn't believe that i could do it but then when you can't have grudges if you're like having success the success that i have i've earned it mm -hmm. um because because of the failures Would was I, anyone exceptionally nasty though where you had to like later on be like so you know this is feels good to come back here and see you um, I just wouldn't do it. The the, the people that were ex not exceptionally nasty, but just like I just didn't rate them, were like in England. There's there's some like big musicians that we all we all grew up listening to, and that they and I remember the first time meeting one of them. I was at the Brit the Brit Awards, which is like our Grammys, and I'd won a Brit. Bear in mind he's like a massive cultural figure in our in our country, and I'm sitting with my dad, and this guy comes over. And he sits down next to me, I've just won my first award. And he goes, I think your music's terrible, but if you work with me, we can make good music. And I was kind of like, why can't you just say well done? And my dad's, <laughs> and my dad's, my dad's there sitting, kind of looking at him being like, my son's 20, what are you doing? This is like his first, first award show. And anyway, like he came up to me at the party and apologized and then doubled down. <laughs> he was like, but your music is terrible. Oh, uh, but, but, but anyway, so- He was a writer or he was an artist? He's an artist and a writer and, a, and, a, and a everything. Is and, he massive? Yeah, well, I mean, it was, but, but he, uh, he, um, uh, I bumped into him again recently, and I don't think he remembers that. Right. So, so he was like, oh, man, how are you? And I was like, no. So, like, so, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Well, just, like, I just, I just wasn't interested. So, they're not, not that I hold grudges, but again, when, right. when something knocks your confidence that, that much, like, I meet new artists now, and even if I'm not, like, a fan of their music, I'll be like, man, congratulations on what you're doing. Like, it's so f***ing good that you're... I was 20. No one thought I could do it, and I've gone and won the biggest award in, in UK music. Just go up and say, congratulations. Has this you know. person had more sing hit singles than you? Not now, no. Okay. No, okay. he's ne never had a Billboard number one single, never had a Billboard number one. He might have had a Billboard number one album, but I definitely sell more tickets than him. So you never worked with him? No. No, and I never would. If I guess who the artist is, you got to tell me. Nah. You're not going to guess. Go. You wouldn't know. It's not... It's not, not Somebody in the UK that's you. It. Like, it's not that. It's not... It's not. It's not. It's not Noel Gallagher. No, so Noel, Noel has, you know, he said stuff about me, um, but also like I played the uh, the Teenage Cancer Trust um, gig for him that, that that he was running. So now like we now get on because I've done mm -hmm. some ch charity stuff with him, and like I think he respects what I've done. I think he said he couldn't live in a world where I wet headlined Wembley Stadium, but I've you know I've played I'll be I'll have played it twelve times by the wow. end of next next summer. So like I don't 
the world still wants to see me in Wembley, even if he doesn't. All right, we got more with Ed Sheeran. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Ed Sheeran. Charlemagne? Why are you so shook of Adele, man? Why'd you put your album out before she dropped her new Project 30? What's up, man? Would you not be? I think she sold like something like 3.2 million. <laughs> you, last, I mean, I get it, one, but you had Sharon, though. You still had Sharon. Yeah, I know, man. But I mean, we all want we all want a number one record, right? <laughs> oh, so, oh, it's supposed to be the same week when her album dropped. No, no, no. She's November 19th. He was like, no, let okay. me hurry up and get this out. Well, no, no. I, so I didn't know I didn't know she was coming with an album until we'd already announced our date. And But then obviously, like after then, I was like, thank <laughs> we were before that. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, she's like, she's the biggest artist in, in the world. And she hasn't dropped in a while. And my first album came out when uh, 21 came out, and my second album was just after when 25 came out. And she, but both of those years, I was number two selling artists in the world, and she was she was number one. So I'm not under any illusion that she's not a bigger artist. And you know, artists want number one records. You do, you do sort of look at a week and go, hey, that looks like a good week to release. Well, you weren't up for the challenge. Huh? You weren't up for the challenge of going head up with. The only time I've ever been up for the challenge was I was meant to release November 2016 when Bruno was doing 24 Karat Magic, and we're both on the same label. And I just thought that would have been fun—a kind of pop version of 50 and Kanye. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought that 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 would have been fun, but then I ended up pushing my album back to to March. But that's the only time I've been like that could be fun. Damn, are you still writing songs for other artists? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, love it. I just it. had a Billboard number one actually with uh, with uh, BTS. Oh yeah, wow, a, a, a song, wow, 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 yeah, well, I write. I actually wrote a song called "Make It Right" for them. They they actually sing in um, part part Korean. That was like really really cool to do. Do you know? I never thought I would be a performer. I've never. I tried to get signed. I'm not a conventionally attractive person, so I you know no one was like this is going to work. I was also really fat and kind of had dreaded ginger hair and wrapped with a loot station. So I always knew that I'd be this kind of niche artist that would probably never get signed, but. I wrote songs and I got a cut on a on an X Factor artist um, called Ollie Murs and this, the album ended up going triple platinum and that was like my first hit. I was like 17 years old and I was like, oh, f I can make money being a songwriter. Maybe I'll just be a songwriter. So I kind of kept my foot in there and then when I had success, I was like, one day this will end and I will be a songwriter. Who would you want to write for? Have you ever like just submitted songs to people? like? So Rihanna is always the benchmark. Rihanna is always when I go and that's how Shape of You was created. That's how Love Yourself for Justin Bieber was created because Rihanna is such a she's such she's got such great taste in songs that you can't say what Rihanna's style is. It's just good mm -hmm. tunes. So when you go in a studio to create a song, always we go. What would Let's, yeah, what would what would Rihanna do? So she'd be wow. someone that I would definitely I would always always love to work with. You know? Have you ever submitted anything to her? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were meant to do something on collaborations, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right, it wasn't the right tune. How did that make you feel knowing she has such good taste but hasn't picked any of your songs? Yet? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Beyond. Well, well, do you know, it happens every, so I'd submitted songs to um, Beyonce before, um, and she hadn't picked any, but then I did Perfect and she wanted to sing on it. So it's like, I know, I know people rate me, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Add to, but sometimes the songs aren't the right songs, you know? Do you feel like sometimes your fans keep you in a space where, like, they have expectations and... Yeah, well, no, I, but this thing is that they don't keep me in that space, they just exist in this space where nothing's better than my first album. It's, mm -hmm. the, it's the it's the thing you know it's like Nas Ill, Illmatic or um, Drake Take Care. There's a view of certain albums where people mm -hmm. go, oh, you you need to make that album again. But that album's been and done, man. And people mm -hmm. are in love with the memory of.
of the time Correct. of the album. If I were to release Plus now, <laughs> no one rates that. Like, right. no, people listen to it, be like, like Ed, you gotta grow up, man. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so all I can do, all I can do, is write about what's truthful to me now. And I am a dad, and I am thirty, and I am going through a quarter life crisis where I'm questioning like who I am outside of music because I'm my my whole persona is Ed Sheeran the artist. But mm. when I got off tour, I was like. Well, who the f am I if I'm not on stage with a guitar? And yeah, you, you can become a caricature of yourself without even realizing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and have no other choice but to just keep Being on. Being a character. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like becoming a dad has been. I now have uh, a different persona. You know? My middle I, name is Antarctica. Antarctica, yeah, yeah. Where did that come from? Just why? So we had tried for a while to have a kid. We'd started going to doctors. You know, we, we did a, a lot of tests, and the doctor just said when you're back from your trip in Antarctica, we'll like actually sit down and work out a way to do this. And then we went to Antarctica and Joe got pregnant. And, yeah. and, and I, I, re I actually, I, I did think it was a miracle. I did think it was a miracle. And uh, so that's why I was like, we should have this in the name. I have to, you know, she'll get older and be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, to your point about um, what you were saying about being yourself, it's like, you just got to be intentional about it. Like you can't listen to the opinions of other people and be making music because this is what, people want from Ed like Ed has to do what Ed wants for himself well it's a career at the end of the day and I have to stand by everything that I've done proudly because as I, I was saying to you yesterday if you if you make a hit that is designed to be a hit and then it's not a hit what is it can you stand by it so I want to be able to stand by every single album win or lose and be like this is my best bit of work like it like it or lump it rather than try and fit into boxes and I feel like people listen to this record and they judge it based on production thinking that I am trying to fit into boxes but I'm just I made a record that I really love and it will exist how it exists and if it's my biggest it's my biggest and if it's my smallest it's my smallest but like I'm proud of it there is a part of me that wants to hear you on different production though just like R&B yeah. soul records because I be listening to your lyrics I'm like yo this is some deep shit he's saying yeah. so how would it sound on a slower track Dude, maybe and I think and I think that that is the wonderful thing about having a career is like hopefully I've got 15, 20 years more of this and I will get to that point. I want to go back and I, I worked with Rick Rubin on my on my second record and my second record was meant to be an acoustic record where I just played acoustic guitar and mm. Rick had me in the studio for about six months making this thing and then I then worked with Pharrell and I worked with Benny Blanco and suddenly the record turned a bit more pop. But I'd love to go back in with Rick and make the album that we started trying to make. Um, I would love to work with um, Raphael Sadiq a bit bit mm. more. I got to work with him on, um, mm. on Don't and... Um, uh, yeah, I think there's lots of there's lots of scope to work with to work with people, but that's the beautiful thing about having a career and also being genreless. I grew up and you were into genres, right? I was into Blink One Eight Two, therefore I liked Green Day, and therefore I liked The Offspring, and then I got into rap music and I liked Eminem, therefore I was into Fifty Cent, and therefore I was into Doc Dre, and then I got a little bit older, and then that sort of disappeared, and I realised there was two genres, and it's good and bad. And, and, and <laughs> no, but it is. You go, go you go on a kids' playlist now, right? And they're gonna have they're gonna have a Calvin Harris tune. They're gonna have a Kendrick Lamar tune. They're gonna have an Olivia Rodrigo tune. And then they're gonna have some artist that you've never heard of doing some a new mm. sort of sort of genre. And the correlation between all of those artists is it's good music, and right. that is all people actually care about now. And I think when you're in that category of hopefully making good music, there's no barriers. So if mm. I want to make an R&B record tomorrow, I can make one. And it just has to be good. That's and it. that's 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 the only thing. Like, Do you have yeah. a title for the next album now with all the mathematical Yeah, so I've got five I've got I've got one more mathematical one and then I've got five more symbols okay. to do. I kinda I saw I saw an interview with um Quentin Tarantino back in the day where he said he wanted to make ten 
Tarantino movies. And then in between, he does stuff like Grindhouse or the scene in Sin City that he directed. And I think he was going to do Star Trek at some point, but he's going to do 10 blockbuster Tarantino movies and then that's it. So I always liked that idea. So I had five mathematics records and five more symbol records. And then in between, I would do, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a folk record with a, a, a trad band that I, I really like. I might do an R&B record. I might do a dance record. Mm. Like, But they won't be part of the... The blockbusters, five, seven, if, that, if that makes sense. So I'll, I'll do for these, for these five and these five and then and then be done. I have a slightly morbid idea, but I like the idea of doing nine and then for like 20 years just chipping away at one and just having it in the back pocket and just having it in my will that the day that yeah. I die, this album gets released. released. And that's your final swan song where you just go, that's, that's it. And I really like the idea of, of that, basically. Executive produced by your yeah. daughter with all the money. Yeah. No, I mean all of that, but mm-hmm. like, but just make the perfect album and then when you die, it's your swan song of like, have you spent a work, you spent a lifetime as an entertainer, and this is your last thing you want to offer to the world, and it comes out the day you die. Yeah, it could be like if you're hearing this, I'm dead. Like how Drake had, if you're <laughs> yeah. reading this, it's too late. Oh my god, <laughs> that could be the title of the album. If you're <laughs> hearing this, I'm dead. Oh my god, you <laughs> know. Um, if you're gonna do it, do it. Hey? No, I've got the title of it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off, Mike, because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I like announcing albums. Yeah. You know, I like. Please I, don't announce this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> because then that means. Yeah, 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 that means. Yeah. Don't announce this one. Well, Ed, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Mate, thank you. Thank I always you feel for, like we have such a good chat. We've come every couple of years, and we we're, we're grateful. Thank oh, you. one thing, would you ever do the voice? Because I saw you mentoring Ariana Grande on there. Would you ever be a judge on the voice? Uh, no. The reason I did it, the reason I went on as a mentor, is I wanted to say to all the kids, like, win or lose, you're winning. You mm. you are on the biggest rated television show in America, and people are seeing you every week. And then, and you are talented, so you come off this show, start releasing music. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't suddenly be waiting for the right move or being like, Fuck, I didn't win it. Like, my confidence is shot. You just just have it as that. But I would find it very difficult. And I know Ariana finds it difficult because I've spoken to her about her sending people home. Yeah, the great uh, Angie Martinez. She that's why she didn't do American Idol back in the day. She was one of the original American Idol judges, and she mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to do that to people. Yeah, be sending them home, telling them that they're not, you know. I know, because they, man, because they are. And I had, I had so many people tell me I couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. uh, if I'd have listened to them, you know, I, I wouldn't be here talking, talking right. to you guys. Well, Ed, thank you so much for joining us again. Absolutely, equals is out now. It's Ed Sharon. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, it says, what if I told you there's more? That's on the Drink Champs Instagram page. Apparently, there's a part two of that Kanye West interview that's Mm -hmm. broken all kinds of records for revolt. And here is that trailer. Man, enough of this already, boy. This is just on the... Okay, okay, okay. You get lit, you get lit, okay. Unsolicited by me. It's like, okay... So we can't meet, we can't have a conversation. Y'all stupid mother What the f is wrong with you? I'm dropping the clues bonds for Nori and DJ EFN. Another hour and a half is on its way. Shout to Nori and DJ EFN. I love it. It'll be on Revolt Thursday and it'll be on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network uh the same night. On Friday morning, sometime. All right, well, Kanye also hooked up with Jay Prince, and apparently he wants to end his beef with Drake. Now, Jay Prince posted, I met with Kanye night uh, last night in H-Town at the Rothko Chapel. 
It wasn't in my plans to meet him there, but I must say I'm glad I didn't allow a worship place for God to detour our meeting. There will come a time in life where we all should embrace the movement thinking over the moment thinking. Moment thinking gets us stuck in the cycle of confusion, revenge, killings, and things of darkness that take you to a place worse than slavery. Movement thinkers dream of a better tomorrow, a bigger picture, longevity choices, and humbling themselves to forgive. They don't allow fear and pride to stunt their growth, and they're always looking for the good in every situation, and that's where the leaders are separated from from the followers. So here is what Kanye West had to say in the video of the two of them together. I'm making this video to address the ongoing back and forth between myself and Drake. Both me and Drake have taken shots at each other and it's time to put it to rest. I'm asking Drake on December 7th to join me on stage as a special guest to share the two biggest albums of the year live in Los Angeles with the ultimate purpose being to free Larry Hoover. I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Well, I'm all for those brothers making peace, and it's for a, you know a, a great cause. But why is Kanye reading off the phone? Mm, he didn't want to forget his talking points. That don't sound like he's being a free thinker. Would have hit, huh? You tell him to blink if if he needs help. I'm just saying, would have hit way harder if Kanye was speaking that from the heart because that didn't seem like it was coming from the heart when he's reading from the phone. Well, that sounded wild in the fact that two days ago, three days ago, before that, he was just shooting at Drake. Oh no, I don't mind that because that's not when it's not like they taped the interview three days ago. So. All right, well, Drake is clearly not thinking about this at this moment because he just released his first statement about Astro World and the tragedy at that festival. He said, I spent the past few days trying to wrap my mind around this devastating tragedy. I hate resorting to this platform to express an emotion as delicate as grief, but this is where I find myself. My heart is broken for the families and friends of those who lost their lives and for anyone who is suffering. I will continue to pray for all of them and will be of service in any way I can. May God be with you all. Great statement. Basically, Drake is like, uh, not right now. Mm -hmm. Not right now, Kanye. Right. I mean, there's, you know, bigger things happening. Absolutely. And, and Travis Scott, by the way, is refunding all attendees of his World Festival. After eight concert goers died, over 300 people were injured after a crowd surge. He did release two statements in the wake of the incident, and they're saying now that he's just too distraught to play. According to police... They said prior to his time on stage, he was reportedly warned by the Houston police chief who was concerned about the energy of the crowd. And so there's a lot more investigating going on. But Travis Scott has also said he will help the families of those who died at Astro World Festival. He's offering to pay funeral costs and extending even more help for those who have been affected. He'll be covering any and all funeral costs that might come about for the families of the eight people who passed away at the concert. He's also going to be partnering with BetterHelp which is a network of mental health professionals to offer mental health services for free to anybody who attended the festival who may need to talk through their trauma. Yeah, I saw that statement from the sheriff. I was a little confused because he was basically like, you know, he had, you know, concerns about the crowd, which they do for every rap crowd. But he said the conversation was respectful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Travis and his team uh, abided by the rules, basically. Right, so I guess so he I was just talking about... I think he was just... You know, everybody's giving details about what happened as they're doing an investigation. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that didn't make sense. And they seemed like he was trying to throw the blame, but they said they had concerns. They said it ended respectfully. I guess they followed all protocols. What was that What was that about? Well, I don't think they were well. trying to blame him, but they were just discussing what happened prior to the show because the, they did say it was respectful. Yeah. All right, now, Fortnite has also halted the sale of Travis Scott emotes days after uh, that tragedy. It's the dance moves or other actions that your character can perform in the game. And so 
right now they're uh, halting the sale of those. Why? I have to ask why. Like, he didn't incite a riot. He hasn't been charged with anything. I can understand if he was encouraging the behavior by telling folks to push or fight or whatever Well, they put it on sale to coincide with the music festival, Mm -hmm. World. So maybe because of the tragedy at World, they felt like, you know, let's just not profit off of this. Especially he's given all the money back to concert goers. So maybe Fortnite said, let's not make money off of Well, shouldn't they say that? Because if not, they make it seem like they're incriminating him for something. Like, he did something wrong, like, 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 like by taking him off. Fortnite. Like if it is if it is what you said, shouldn't they say that instead of saying, Hey, we're just removing him? Yeah, there's just no explanation right now. And That's they crazy. they're not making a comment. All right, but thousands of people have signed a petition to cancel Travis Scott's Coachella performance and so right now, you know, they have done this whole petition. They claim the tragic and unnecessary deaths at Astroworld occurred due to Scott's own gross negligence and share lack of compassion for human life. I, has this happened before? Because yes, I mean, you know, no, has. no, no. I'm not talking about. We've known that tragic events at concerts have happened before. Correct. I was reading this article on CNN. They got a whole list of them. Thirty six people killed at an electronic music concert in 2016. Eight people there died at a Pearl Jam concert. Eleven people died at a Who concert. But I'm saying, has it ever happened to where the artist is getting crucified like Travis seems to be? I mean, it, it seems strange because, right? Isn't there a promoter, somebody that put this on, somebody that did promotions? I'm sure they hired Live Travis Nation Scott to perform. Too. Right? They hired him to well, perform. Well, it is his festival. But is it's the, the Astroworld Festival. But is he responsible for the venue? I is he responsible listen, for security? This is all right now while no, they're I'm investigating. I'm sure they, they pay him to do that. It's, they probably pay him to use his name for that festival. And, like, he doesn't handle security. He doesn't handle all that other stuff. He performs. Like Listen, they, I can't answer these questions right now, but I do want to say it is really sad and a tragedy. I was looking at this nine-year-old who's in a coma after everything Absolutely. happened, and I saw his grandfather speaking on what happened. I yesterday. The yeah, father passed out. He had his son, who's nine, on his shoulders. Horrible. And now the child has damage to his kidney, lungs, heart. He's suffering from brain swelling. Horrible. So, really, I'm just really asking sad. questions because, I, you know, like I said, when the eight people died horrible. at a Pearl Jam What's concert in 2000, I'm wondering did Pearl Jam get crucified like this? I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention back then. When 11 people died so. at a Who concert in 79, did who, the Who get the blame like this? I definitely like could not answer that. That's I don't know anything don't about know. a Who or Pearl Jam concert. That's so. what I'm asking. It's but that is regardless. your um, rumor report. It's tragic regardless. I just don't like the, the finger pointing, in my opinion. Mm. And on all the artists. Because they point your fingers at Travis, Drake, all mm-hmm. of them. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? The California Center for Reproductive Health needs to come to the front of the congregation. They're not allowed to get people's orders wrong like Kentucky Fried Chicken. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at The General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heel. Did she get donkey of the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, November 9th, goes to the California Center for Reproductive Health. I'm telling you, we live in a world now where things you only used to see on TV shows and in films... <laughs> Uh, actually happening in everyday life. Makes you wonder if these things have always been happening and we were just too young to pay attention. Well, this is a storyline straight out of a BET Plus original because Daphna and Alexander Cardinal are suing the California Center for Reproductive Health because they contend that the center recklessly 
negligently and are knowingly lost or actively decided to give the couple's embryos to another couple while implanting the wrong embryo in Daphna. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to NBC4 Los Angeles for the report, please. A woman and her husband are suing a fertility clinic for negligence and medical malpractice. She claims that she gave birth to the wrong child after doctors at the California Center for Reproductive Health allegedly implanted a stranger's embryo into her body during in vitro fertilization. The couple says after raising the child for months, testing revealed that the baby was not genetically related to them. They eventually switched babies with the couple who were given their embryos, and the clinic had no comment. Jesus. Thank God this was a fertility clinic mixed up, because can you imagine being a white father and seeing your baby come out with a much darker complexion and jet black hair? The questions that could arise, my God. But luckily and sadly, uh, that wasn't the case. The case is the California Center for Reproductive Health is the Kentucky Fried Chicken and Fertility Clinics because clearly they got the order wrong. Okay, how many people have this happened to and folks just said, F it, I'm almost home now. I'm not turning back around to get the right order. Okay, now, of course, representatives of the clinic declined comment, but you know who didn't decline comment? The couple who received the wrong order. Listen to what they had to say. Losing the birth child that you know for the genetic child that you don't even know yet. It's a truly impossible nightmare. Our memories of childbirth will always be tainted by the sick reality that our biological child was given to someone else. And the baby that I fought to bring into this world was not mine to keep. There's no way to describe the pain that we've been through. Mm. The struggle to guide our older daughter <laughs> through losing the little sister she fell in love with and to understand the reality of what happened. It's been brutal. Four months, four whole months. Do you know what kind of connection parents forge with a child in four months? My newest, my newest addition is a month and some change. My wife is like, hold it so she can smell you, okay? My wife is breastfeeding. She can't even be away from her yet because she, you know, used to that nipple. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to these four months old now? All right, what if one of them was breastfeeding or both of them are breastfeeding? How would a four month old adjust to being around these new people? You know, like you heard her say just now, they have a older daughter who's already gotten a bond with who she thought was her four-month-old younger sister. I, I mean, if you don't have kids, you can understand why this is a problem. But if you have kids, you can truly understand why this is a problem, problem. And what is the hospital supposed to say? The, the fertility clinic, my bad. All right. Some people are not supposed to get things wrong. All right. Surgeons, fertility clinics, Chick-fil-A workers. But when these things happen, you can't just do a Kanye shrug and keep it moving. Okay. Please give the California Center for Reproductive Health the biggest ER. Uh -huh. uh -huh. But they don't have no comment. You gotta say something. <laughs> you gotta say something. My bad. Hey, Oops. Something. What can you say? Something. Okay. What's a good, what's a good statement? Oops. I, I don't know. Somebody has to be held accountable, right? Someone's right. losing their job over this. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back, we have Bitcoin Rodney. Explain hey. to the people who Bitcoin Rodney is, Yeezy. Um, well, he he actually works a lot with Bitcoin. He's been doing this for years now. And he has a big conference coming up in Miami. You know, Miami's trying to position itself as the hub for cryptocurrency. So he has Tiffany Haddish, Damon John, Akon. He has a lot of people that are going to be speaking on different panels throughout the weekend. So we're going to get a little bit of education on cryptocurrency. All right. We'll do that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yo. Bitcoin Rodney. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up, Bitcoin Rodney? You the man. Listen. I'm glad you're here because we have so many questions about cryptocurrency, and I know Bitcoin is something that you got on uh, fairly early. So explain who Bitcoin Rodney is. Bitcoin Rodney is the actually average Joe out here trying to make the above average decisions to help a lot of individuals um, close the wealth gap. You know, a um, lot, lot of times we as people get to the game too late. And since I've done pretty well in the industry, I want to bring everyone together and show them how to do the exact same thing I did or even better. How did you get into Bitcoin? Uh, actually, uh, to be honest with you, I was down and out. I, was, I lost a lot of money in the e-commerce business, and uh, I didn't know what my next move was. I got a phone call, and somebody said, man, this team out in uh, London wants you to, they want to meet you and see if you can help them with their business. And I didn't even ask what the business was. I just, just I said, as long as they're paying for it, I'll show up. And I got there. It was out in London. It was all about crypto. And uh, I didn't How realize, long ago was this? 2017 of April. Okay. So I've been into crypto since uh, April 2017th. Um, in uh, November, actually, no, April 2017. And uh, ever since then, when I find out how easy and how fast you can earn with crypto, I mean, my life's changed since then. Now, what do you do about all these? Because, I mean, there's so many different cryptocurrencies now, you know? Seems like every artist, rapper, athlete, actor, actress has their own cryptocurrency. So how do you know <clears> what's <throat> real and what's, and what's going to do well and what's not? Actually, actually do not know what's going to do well and what does not. Sometimes it's just a gamble. Unless you are educated and know how to study the charts, look at the, you know, uh, Binance.com, or look at you know, the rumors in your window, what people are saying about the crypto, reading the white papers behind what it's going to do, you actually do not. But uh, sometimes you can just buy altcoins, with the coins that are below Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the granddaddy. He's the grandfather of crypto. Mm -hmm. But there's Ethereum. There's Ripple. There's Shiba. Shiba <laughs> there's Dogecoin. There's, you know, so, but then when you hear everybody talking about it, you go and see what the number is and what it costs. If it's under a penny, that's when I do it. And I buy tons of it and then hope it goes big, you know. But sometimes you can get a phone call from somebody way above you. They'll tell you, hey, go buy this coin. Mm -hmm. And you buy you, you can hold or you can buy and sell. You know, it's up to you how you want to do it. Everybody has their own different strategy. However, I always tell everyone, make sure you have a coach, instructions, uh, direction before you go, go there and do it because you can lose everything you've made or earned in life in crypto, the same way in stocks. Now, I know when we do this interview, people are gonna Google you, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing they Google, then when people Google you, come up, it will say something about, is, is this legit or a scam? Now, why <clears throat> do people think that this could be potentially a scam? I mean, it's like anything else um, in life. Uh, in my life, in, in the crypto business, I've been in a lot of different deals in the very, very beginning. And some of those deals weren't exactly the up on the up and up. I've joined a few of these deals. Some of these deals I've made money. Some of these deals I've failed miserably. Mm -hmm. I've failed that shit on a lot of different deals. It's the reason why I'm doing so well now because I know exactly what to look for. Right. And some of those deals didn't didn't work. You know what I mean? I don't know not one person in, in the history who's, that's successful. Everything they did was going to be perfect. For example, um, Babe Ruth, he was known for what? He, he had the most home runs. Mm -hmm. He was also known for the guy who had the most strikeouts too. Right. And he had the greatest in history. So what, what about what, uh, USI, USI Tech? I know USI Tech had a bunch of different names, and they, they, yeah, they said yeah, that you, was a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and, and back in 2017, when I first got into crypto, I didn't know what to look for, what to ask, or anything. Uh, but on the on the top, it looked like everything was perfect. Come down, about maybe a year later, come to find out that it wasn't as perfect as we thought. Uh, a lot of times, we learn as we go. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was my first real 
inter- interview of crypto. So that's I, how I it's risky for people too, and that's why it's always important to let people know that if you're doing this, right, it is a risk. Now remember this now, it, it is a risk, and but remember this: the company itself was not only 100. Crypto mm-hmm. is still real, no matter okay. what. But the company you join may have you doing the wrong things, and you not know it. No matter how much research you do, doesn't mean that it's right. You gotta find out, you know, over time. Crypto is still evolving every single day. Right. The government, the laws are changing. I mean, by the minute sometimes. So what are your thoughts on Shiba Inu since you brought that up and ah. everyone's talking about how it's to pass Dogecoin and how promising it is. I was reading an article about Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. and how he made like millions, you know, in just a few months from having purchased Shiba Inu. <laughs> I mean, the other day, uh, I mean, I already owned Shiba mm-hmm. and I didn't really study it. So somebody called me and was like, yo, Rodney, you should try the Shiba Inu out. So I said, okay, you know, I always hear, listen to the streets. And a lot of times I go buy exactly what the streets say, and then I'll go in later on and do my own research. But I was put like around, I don't want to say the number on here, but a lot into it. Mm-hmm. And the other night I was just watching it jump 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, you know, by, the, by, the, by every 10, 15 minutes, it was, it was growing, you know. So Sheba's pretty good. I mean, I like Sheba. Uh, I like Dogecoin. Um, I did very, very well, the highest in Ripple. Mm-hmm. That was my real first coin I did well with with Ripple. Now. Um, there are also platforms out there that people can get into where they'll be able to earn regardless of the market and don't need to know as much as I know right now. Mm-hmm. And then they, they'll learn as they go. Why do people give you so much flack for the Hyperfund event? Because um, if they think that the... Well, it's actually not a Hyperfund event. It's reinvent yourself with crypto event. And because I'm in a company called Hyper, they believe it's like a, a cover-up just for that company. Gotcha. The the actual event is for individuals to come and learn how to reinvent themselves with crypto, and we're trying to close the wealth gap for a lot of women, minority women, and men. Period. Mm-hmm. Why 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 do you think they on you so hard? Because I even read where they said that uh, you know you're you're aware of all the scams, but you don't care as long as you get in first. Well, who is they and who you know? They, That's what I mean. Like they, who are these people? Pay, who are these people? They don't, pay, they don't pay my rent, you know. Uh, and I'm never really aware of anything. It's like coming to this actual. Um, interview. I don't know what you're going to ask, but I mm-hmm. do know how to answer the question legitimately. Mm-hmm. Um, as I go along, sometimes you'll find out things in the beginnings and you leave it alone. There are several, several deals that are sent to me every single day I don't join. Mm-hmm. And there are certain deals that I do join and so I'll find out as I go. Mm-hmm. And there are certain deals that actually work well. Does it mean everything's a scam? Mm-hmm. And then, But today, I don't listen to they. All right, we got more with Bitcoin riding. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I also saw the viral video. You bought a Lamborghini entirely with Bitcoin. Can you talk about that? Yeah, completely with Bitcoin. And so long time ago, when I was getting into crypto, most of us did not believe crypto worked. They believed it was, it was nothing but a scam. So I had to figure out a way how to go find something that was major and do it with crypto to show the believers that it did work. Mm-hmm. So um, I went and bought a uh, Lamborghini uh, out of Newport, uh, California, completely with 100% Bitcoin. And yeah. to, so before that, they said it was a scam. Mm-hmm. I bought the Lamborghini, so oh, it's not a scam. No, I mean, there's still, there's still people, there's still coins out there that are scamming people that, you know, they, they get people to be hype and they put their money into it and then everybody pulls out from the top. Now, you say from prison to millions, I've seen that on your flyer. So you were locked up. What did you get locked up for and what made you turn around and say, you know what, this is not for me anymore? Yeah, I was in the I was in the game hustling, you know, trying to, you know, do what I could at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I was, to me, I think I was failed by society. The society saying, hey, go to school, go to college, get a good job. And then when I found out that I wasn't away, I was brainwashed. So like any other person, I got into the game, tried to do what I could, mm-hmm. and uh, made the wrong decisions. 
and uh, did my time. Paid. I paid my debt to society, and um, I had to figure out a way. So I got into the internet game because you know the dot com boom was exciting, mm-hmm. and it was money being transferred, a very very good transfer of wealth. Right. So I got into e commerce. I got into different deals online. So ninety percent of my time, I was always online trying to figure out a way to get this this brand booming. And uh, here we are today. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that people can do with cryptocurrency? You bought a Lamborghini, right? Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people talking about accepting it, maybe on Amazon, potentially soon. Mm-hmm. Can you buy a house with crypto? Yes, yes. you can. Mm-hmm. You can buy a house with crypto. You can buy cars with crypto. Um, you can buy your flight with crypto. You can pay for your hotel with crypto. I was at a club recently the other night in Miami. The owner came out to me, heard I was there. He said, listen, I want you to help me push my own coin, and we'll only accept that coin in this club. Wow. Right? There are clubs in in in, in, um, in Vegas. It's all they accept is Bitcoin. I go to clubs inside of uh, Dubai, and because I came to that club, now all they do is accept not all, but they accept now they accept crypto to make their payments for, or they um pay for their bills there. Now the government doesn't tax crypto, right? And they don't monetize it. They don't. They don't. They don't monetize it. Mm-hmm. But once you and I'm not a tax out. I'm, right? I'm not a tax uh, attorney <laughs> or anything like that. You know, please always make sure you talk to your own attorneys or whatever. However. It's a taxable event once you actually take your crypto to cash. Cash out, right? Yeah. Now, you, now you have to pay taxes on it. Now it's these, like stock when you uh, take out your stock and then you got. Yeah, but pay they taxes. watch the stock a little more. It's hard for them for them to see what you make on crypto. Yeah, now I mean it's, it's hard, that. but they they do they can find out how. Are, are they doing that now? Because yeah. I know that was the part of the thing with the, with the government. They didn't. But what they want me is government because they can't see it. They can't monetize. Right. It. But whatever my tax uh, forms say, I pay it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm, if you I'm buy something, it. you get taxed on that purchase because you cash. Well, out actually, when you buy uh, when you buy an actual uh, uh, item with with crypto, and you sent that money to that person, that person has to change that money from crypto to cash. So that's on that person. But again, mm-hmm. I am not a tax consultant. Right. You know, so and sometimes <clears> if you give somebody crypto, right, you pay for something, it could end up being worth more. That is correct. For yeah, example, that yeah, Lamborghini now is worth way more than what I paid for it back then. Mm-hmm. When I paid for it back then, I believe <clears throat> the crypto was only about, I think, uh, three or four thousand a coin. Mm-hmm. You know, and today what sixty thousand a coin. So what's that? What's that Lamborghini worth now? Yeah, that's you know great. I mean? Twenty times. That was, I was going to ask, did that make you nervous that the government is trying to figure out ways to find out how to tax? crypto and how to to watch it and, and make sure that people are doing the right thing by it. Does that make you nervous at all? No, not at all. Right now it's like <clears throat> wild, wild west when it comes to crypto. It, it seems I mean, there's like- still a bunch of gray areas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to do whatever makes uh, it safe for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it takes to stay above board and not go back, go to jail. You know, I want that. So, um, that's, but crypto was made to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. Right, so they gotta do what they gotta do, and we gotta do what we gotta do. Now you do have the event in Miami, so right. I want to make sure we talk about that. Right. Oh, the reinvent yourself with crypto dot com event. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you went to the last event, it was a, a complete success uh, on the Seafair, and that was about bringing a lot of individuals together to teach them about you know what can be. And if it was so successful, I decided to do another one: how to reinvent yourself with crypto mm-hmm. to help close the wealth gap with a lot of other individuals. When I say close the wealth gap. A lot of us, I said before, are late to the game. And like right now, we're here talking about you know crypto, and the majority of it is how much it could be a scam. Right. How much could it ain't gonna work for you? So I'm, I'm on we the other side. ourselves out of yeah. You talk yourself out of success mm-hmm. now. In order for I me don't to know get, if that's talking yourself out of success. I just think it's like what's wrong with being cautious. I would do that with stocks. I would do that with Bitcoin. I would do that with anything you know new that somebody is venturing in, especially when it comes to finances. 
Well, I, you are correct, but it's just not me. I'm just one of those guys who are in it. I'm mm -hmm. one of those guys who got through the hurdles. So that I'm trying to share information to those who need the information, the proper information, and they can learn from my failures. Right. I'm the first one to teach you this. Hey, there is a chance you can lose. I have lost. I have failed before. Mm -hmm. I have been in companies that didn't do you know, so well. The same companies that you just now brought to you know the uh, forefront. And that's okay. Cause you if don't I didn't, want to be sitting I, there like, I wish I would have invested in yeah, Ethereum. You know, I wish I would have invested right, in mean, Shiba, you I know. mean, I had no problem with it. It's yeah. two sides of the quarter. Everybody, I think most people learn from mistakes. Yeah, and they, they all, always say smart or, people learn from your own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Or you don't learn from your mistakes. That's true. There's a lot yeah. of people who don't learn from their mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I kept swinging the bat, and I'm gonna keep swinging the bat. I'm gonna keep on trying to help the next man, the next woman. Mm -hmm. Period. Okay, what no one says to me or try to you know, oh, you was in this company, it, it didn't work. Oh, well, look at me today. Now I am the company. Mm -hmm. You know, now I have a lot of other individuals now whose life has changed because I keep swinging the bat. No matter what someone says, or they, or them say, I'm going to keep to my guns and make it happen until I'm in the grave. So this event is Fat Joe, right? Yeah, Acon, Fat Joe, Akon, Marlon Wayans, Jamie Foxx, um, Elena Cardone, um, Aries Spears, mm -hmm. uh, Robert Thompson. I mean, we have a whole, and today I uh, just spoke with uh, Jordan Belfort okay. on the Wolf of Wall oh, Street. Oh, wow, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, so he'll be there as well. And this is a, a lot of information coming from people who are already doing certain things in life and people will be able to ask questions on a panel and mm -hmm. get educated, not just by me, but by these guys who are successful as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's not just what Rodney says. I want people who know more than me, who've done more than me to help me as well, put the word out about crypto or about reinventing yourself with crypto. We're in an age right now that, man, Bitcoin and crypto makes over 800 millionaires a day. Over 800 millionaires a day. That, that doesn't mean it's gonna be you, but there's a way that you can maybe try and learn. I'm not gonna lie, I went to the other one. I had a chance to witness it firsthand. Amazing event, very well done and put together. No, and no, no, and no, no, I no. met some great people there. Yeah, too. yeah. Now this event is different. So it's gonna mm -hmm. be at the Miami Lowe's Hotel. So mm -hmm. I bought out the whole hotel for three days. Wow. For three days straight. The whole Lowe's The hotel? whole Lowe's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for three days. And so, you know, it's gonna be an amazing event of being able to actually be on panels with individuals and ask them questions back and forth. The same questions you may have had in your mind mm -hmm. to ask me, now you'll be able to ask others who've already done what you're trying to do. Right. You know what I mean? And like I said, Mr. God, they can take it with a grain of salt whether they believe it or not, or do their own research, as you guys said, and I highly you know, suggest that. But guess what? How many times you'd be able to sit down with Jamie Foxx, Damien Belford, Aaron Akon, any of these guys have already done what we're doing. Akon mm -hmm. has a whole crypto city. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Makes sense to me. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Bitcoin Rodney. Thank you, brother. The Breakfast Club. 1051. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Will Smith. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, today's the day. Will Smith's book, Will, is out. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he's talking about is ayahuasca. You know, we discussed this several times on the show, but he talks about his own experience and getting a shaman to give him that tea and leading him through the visions that he saw. He said an hour after drinking it, he said, I was floating deep in outer space. I was trillions of light years away from Earth. He sensed an unseeable woman who he called mother behind him. He said, I can tell she'll never leave me. And... 
Uh, he said, if I'm this beautiful, I don't need number one movies to feel good about myself. If I'm this beautiful, I don't need hit records to feel worthy of love. If I'm this beautiful, I don't need Jada or anyone else to validate me. At that time, he was having a temporary split from Jada to, uh, right after her 40th birthday. They said he had put together a three-day blowout, and the idea for it appeared to him in a vision Three years before, he created a documentary about his wife's family, complete with audio recordings from her beloved late grandmother. He hired Jada's favorite artist to do custom paintings. There were golf outings and hikes and a lavish dinner. And uh, there was a surprise performer, Mary J. Blige. But afterward, Jada said nothing about it, not a thank you, not an I loved it. Instead, she took a long shower, then told him to cancel the rest of the weekend's plans. So they didn't end up speaking for the rest of that trip on the plane ride home to L.A. or even for a few days afterward. I can't wait to read that book, and I can't wait to do ayahuasca. They always say don't do ayahuasca until you feel like it's calling you. It is calling me. I cannot wait. Right. So um, pretty interesting. It's so many different stories in here that we've been hearing already from the book. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because Will's been a character for so long. He's been playing a character. He's been playing a role, and now he's you know, being himself. So being that he's being himself, you're going to get all of these real stories. Yeah, you know, he told his wife, I retire. I retire from trying to make you happy. I quit. You go do you, and I'm going to go do me. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right, now Nick Cannon, he came under some fire for responding to Sweetie's tweet. Sweetie tweeted out, I want some babies. And then he put some emojis. One was thinking, and then it was a laughing emoji, and then it was his hand raised. Okay, so here's what he had to say about people coming at him when he posted those emojis in response to Sweetie. Sweetie tweeted, I want some babies, and I just replied with some emojis. <laughs> this is what it says, actually says, says, take time for making such a big decision. <laughs> That's what I was only trying to say. But of course, I caught heat for the tweet. They was coming for me like crazy. You know, uh, one tweet said, Sweetie, girl, run. Have you seen what he names his kids? <laughs> Shout out to Sweetie. It was all in fun, no disrespect. If she ready to have kids, hey, get to it, queen. We rocking with you. He was joking. I think we all know he was joking. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. You, you stir the pot, you know what I mean? You stir the pot, you get posted on the blogs. People talk about you on the radio. It's good for the game. What's really funny is that then a couple of days after that, she was getting, uh, she was giving Damson Idris piano lessons, and he posted her, uh, "Sweetie, teaching me how to play the piano." All right, Stevie J has filed for divorce from Faith Evans. It's been three years since they got married, and apparently things are not working out. So, I didn't know. I mean, I saw she wished him a happy birthday like last week. So, a few days later, he ended up filing for a divorce. Mm -hmm. All right, and Riff is a new social media platform, and they're trying to make some noise. They actually went to capitalize off of places like Clubhouse and Spotify's Green Room. It's going to allow artists to connect with their fan bases, and they already have 21 Savage, NLE Choppa, Isaiah Rashad, Soldier Boy, and others. In addition to that, they have investors like uh, Coach K and P from Quality Control, Top Dog from TDE, and Empire founder Ghazi. Connect with fan your fans how, though? What kind of site is this? Like a site where you tweet things you out? You audio voice and video. So it's like rooms like Clubhouse. Mm. But I guess you can do video also because, you know, Clubhouse is just audio. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Snoop Dogg says that he thinks that Death Row Records would be a lot different if he were in charge. And he is saying that he feels like the label should be in his hands now. He was on Million Dollars Worth of Game with Gillian Wallow, and here's what he said. If they'd have gave it to me five years ago, I would have had Roddy Rich, Ty Dolla Sign, YG. Anything coming out the West would have been on death row. Yeah, if right. I'm running death row records, and all them little <laughs> need a deal, 
and they all my nephews, and I didn't all, I with them all before they had deals. Right. If I had a position, this would have been an easy, come on in. Layup. Who was the ministry? Like, who running Death Row right now? What company? Death Row, was, Death Row was bought by E1, and then E1 sold to a company called Blackstone. But uh, Lil Birdie told me that it may fly my way soon. Interesting. Yeah, he's at Def Jam as an executive consultant. Yeah. But I mean, I would I would like to know, you know, because Snoop has had a label before. Yeah, Doggy Style Records. So I would like to know, you know, what did he learn from Doggy Style Records that he would implement to, you know, Death Row to make Death Row successful? All right. And I know you guys saw this. This went viral. And this was Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. And I guess they ran into Leonardo DiCaprio while mm-hmm. they were at an event. And she was looking at him like, with love in her eyes. She was. But it's just a moment, you know, she look up as Leonardo DiCaprio. So now, uh, because so many memes went around, Jeff Bezos is actually responding. He put up um, a meme. It says, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. And then there's a picture. Uh, it says, danger, steep cliff, fatal drop, and the sign right in front of Bezos. So I guess he's playing along with the joke. But Leonardo DiCaprio is in Final Talks to star in and produce a Jim Jones movie. Not Jim Jones, the rapper. Oh, the cult leader. Yeah. (laughs) I know we're used to hearing Jim Jones, the rapper, but. uh, Not me. I always always knew the difference. That's why I knew where Jim Jones, the rapper, got his name from, because I always was intrigued by that story. Yeah, but I think on this show, we talk about Jim Jones, the rapper, more than Jim Jones, the cult leader. So I just wanted to verify that. Yeah, that's a big thing, though. I mean, because you know that whole saying, drink the Kool Aid. That's Mm -hmm. where that came from. You know, Jim Jones, the cult leader. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Warner Brother Pictures presents King Richard, based on a true story that will inspire the world. Watch Will Smith's portrayal of Richard Williams, father of two of the greatest sports legends, Venus, Serena, and A Plan for Greatness, in theaters and on HBO Max. King Richard, November 19th, rated PG-13. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Ed Sheeran for joining us this morning. Salute to my guy, Ed Sheeran, man. Make sure you go grab that uh, Equal project that's out right now, his latest album. Also, shout out to Bitcoin Rodney. We've been reading all these things about Ethereum and Dogecoin and Shiba Inu and cryptocurrencies. And so we wanted to make sure we had somebody who actually does it and knows about it and has been doing this for years come on the show. All right. And also, don't forget, uh, today we announced the artist that's going to be at my car show in Miami. Shout to Miami. Uh, Dwayne Wade, 50 Cent, Nori, DJ Khaled, Yo Gotti, Trina, Flo Rida, Nikki Jams, uh, Anwell, and uh, Prince Royce. Shout to all those brothers and sisters for uh, giving me their cars for the car shows. Can't wait to see you guys. Family fun, bikes, trucks, old school cars, uh, amusement rides for the kids, carnival games. Uh, there will be a Santa there for the kids and toys. So uh, get your tickets if you haven't got your tickets as of yet. All right. Then when we come back, we got the positive note and more. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Whoa, the top. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Yee, you're on your way to Nick Cannon's show, right? Uh, yes, I'll be on Nick Cannon's show today. I'm going to be helping him out with some rumors. Okay. All right, well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. The positive note is simply this. Uh, Be intentional. Because an unintentional life accepts everything and does nothing. But an intentional life embraces only the things that will add to the mission of significance. That is from John C. Maxwell. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 